Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. I just want to talk a little bit about Jesus. Is that okay? Let's just talk about Jesus. Um, But I'm glad that you're here worshiping with us. Um, Towards the end of the service, Pastor Brett always shared, we're going to come to do communion together as families, friends, relationships, just, you know, three or four. Uh, You can do it if you prefer to do it by yourself. That's fine, too, whatever way you want to do. But we're the body of Christ. Uh, And so coming together and being able to pray for one another and just take communion together will be a really wonderful um, I think a wonderful time together. Um, our online campus, welcome. Thanks for being here as well this evening. And if you're joining us, uh, man, I really encourage you to go ahead and get some uh, a juice and some bread. And we want you to be a part of our service as well. And so if you have friends and family there watching together, take communion together. Take time to pray. Uh, we don't have to rush anywhere. Can we just take a few moments at the end of the service and just thank God? Just thank Jesus for his love, thank us for his goodness, thank for his grace. And, and then if someone has a need, just take a few moments to pray for one another, and then we'll, we'll participate in communion. And you'll participate in communion as, in groups on your own. I'm not going to tell you when to take it. You'll just do it on your own at that point. So Easter week is a significant week in a believer's life. It's a celebration of the life and the death of Jesus Christ, or I should say the death and the life of Jesus Christ. Easter week is significant because of his resurrection and his power. And many don't understand the significance of what was taking place as Jesus entered Jerusalem approximately 2,000 years ago. Last Sunday was what? Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday represents when Jesus came down that road. And, and it's called Palm Sunday because people were taking the, cutting palm trees or the, the, the branches down. And they were laying on the, on the road as Jesus was riding on this colt of a donkey. He was riding in Jerusalem. And it was a magnificent scene. You can read it for yourself in Matthew 21 where the people were shouting, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. For many of us, we know this week as what? Passion Week. But in Jesus' day, this was the week of Passover. Jesus, and some don't know that Jesus entered this week of Passover. Jesus entered Jerusalem during the celebration of Passover. Jesus was going to celebrate the Passover as well. It was a feast where the Jewish people celebrated the faithfulness of God. It's important to know That Jesus' crucifixion, I want you to catch this thought, is so important that we understand that Jesus' crucifixion didn't happen on accident during Passover. It wasn't just a coincidence. There was a reason why Jesus came into Jerusalem that week of Passover. We're going to talk about that. In fact, the Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 5, 7, he says, For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. You see, they understood when Jesus came in that week, the Apostle Paul understood that after the fact, Jesus was our Passover lamb. He was sacrificed for our sins. Remember what John the Baptist saw when he saw Jesus coming down the road and he had two of his disciples with him. And John the Baptist said, behold, the lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world. He's the Passover lamb. The reason Jesus entered Jerusalem on Passover week 
wasn't just for the sake of celebrating the Passover. It was for the purpose of becoming our Passover sacrifice. Jesus was establishing a new covenant for all people. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Don't forget, and sometimes we have a tendency to not understand this, but I share this on a regular basis. I share it again with you today. The entire Old Testament was pointing and is pointing constantly to Jesus. The Passover represents the Israelites being rescued by God from their bondage in Egypt. It's the story of Moses. Many of you have heard the story where Moses goes to the Pharaoh and he brings this message from God because Moses was a prophet of God and he goes to Pharaoh and he says, let my people go. He's speaking on behalf of God. He says, let my people go. And, and Pharaoh refuses to do so. And if you remember the story, Pharaoh sends 10 plagues upon the land of Egypt because he's just wanting to say, hey, Pharaoh, I'm serious here, okay? I want my people to be released. I'm not playing around here. And each, each plague got more and more increased in its intensity, each plague, until finally the 10th plague came. Do you guys remember what the 10th plague was? It was a big one. It was the death of the firstborn. It was a big one. You can read that in Exodus chapter 12. Pharaoh's eldest son, along with the firstborn of all the families in Egypt, died that night because Pharaoh disobeyed God. He wouldn't release the Israelites. The only firstborns that were spared were the Israelite families who obeyed God's command to sacrifice a lamb or a goat. And if you remember the story, they took the, the lamb or the goat, and God told Moses to tell all the people, you sacrifice this lamb and this goat, you take the, and it's kind of gory. I know the Old Testament, I'm sorry guys, I can't rewrite the Old Testament, it's written, okay? But they sacrifice the lamb and the goat, and they take it, and they literally like paint the blood upon their doorposts, all the way around the entrance of their home. They would paint it completely. It was dripping with the blood of the animal. And by doing so, when the death angel, Pastor Tom, are you, yes, read your Bible. When the death angel came in that evening, he would see the blood that was over the doorposts of the homes. And he'd recognize that these were God's people. These were God's children. And they would, the angel would pass over those homes, there was protection because of the blood of the lamb. God's judgment passed over the Israelites because they made sacrifices to God for their sins. Now, it's really important to recognize this truth. I want you to catch this truth. If the Israelites had not made the sacrifices God commanded, they would have suffered the same judgment that came upon the Egyptians. They would have suffered the same judgment as the Egyptians suffered where they lost the, there was the death of their firstborn. They would have had the same thing. Why? Because in God's eyes, they were all sinners. In God's eyes, we are all sinners. Throughout Israelites' history, they struggled with sin, the sin of worshiping false gods, the sin of corruption, the sin of immorality. God can't disregard sin. He can't look away from sin. He has to deal with sin. So the Passover, and I want you to catch this thought, the Passover was God's mercy being shown to the Israelites. Because of God's covenant with Israel through Abraham, 
He showed them mercy. He had mercy upon them because they started calling out upon him. And they obeyed his word and they sacrificed the lamb or the goat. They put that blood over them and the death angel passed over them. It's called mercy, not receiving the punishment deserved. The account of the Israelites being rescued out of the bondage of Egypt is a foreshadowing of Jesus rescuing his followers from the bondage of sin. It's a foreshadowing when, when all of a sudden from the Old Testament, the Old Testament is always pointing to where? Jesus. Let me ask you one more time. I want to rule it out. The Old Testament is always pointing to who? Jesus. That's right. So the Passover was God's mercy, but the account of the Israelites being rescued out of the bondage of Egypt is foreshadowing of things of coming. Jesus rescuing his followers from the bondage of sin. Just like the Israelites put the blood of the lamb over their doorposts, we must be willing to understand and receive the sacrifice that Jesus did for each of us. And we must be willing to say, you know what? It is the blood of Jesus that covers me. It is the blood of Jesus that covers me and washes away my sin. That the sin is no longer seen in God's eyes because of the blood of Jesus. It's referred to as a doctrine of substitution. And I'm doing a lot of teaching tonight, but I think it's so important that we don't just act like Christians, that we are Christians. That we understand God's word. That we've allowed God's word to come into our hearts and to change. And understand that we are sinners. Until you understand that you are a sinner, you'll never be able to receive the grace that I'm going to be talking about here in just a minute. The grace of Jesus Christ. The grace of God. In the Old Testament, you find the sacrifice of innocent animals for the sins of the people. Constantly throughout the Old Testament. Symbolically, the sins of the people were transferred. I want you to catch this thought. The sins of the people were transferred onto the lambs or onto the goats or onto the bulls. And they were called sin sacrifices. They were brought to the temple. They were sacrificed for the sins of the people. It would be an innocent lamb. And the sins of man would be put upon the lamb. And the lamb would be sacrificed for the sin of man. Crazy thought. But that's the Old Testament. You can read it. In Leviticus chapter 16, Leviticus chapter 16 even talks about the scapegoat, which the scapegoat for us is Jesus Christ. He became our scapegoat for us. He took upon our sins, upon his life. See, God allowed animal sacrifice in the Old Testament to demonstrate our need for a perfect sacrifice that would permanently pay the price of the punishment for sin. Animal sacrifice was never a solution. It only pointed to our need of a Savior. This is why the Bible states in Hebrews 10, talking about animal sacrifices, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. Every time they would make the animal sacrifices at the temple, it was a reminder of their sins. You understand what I'm saying? They would have their sins. They'd talk about their sins as a family. We need to get a lamb. Let's make sure it's perfect. Let's make those blemishes. Let's go and take it to the temple. Let's sacrifice that lamb for our sins. We need to do that. So it was a constant reminder of the sins that weighed upon them. It was a constant burden upon their life. Those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year, for it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. And then the Apostle Paul writes in Romans 3.25, for God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. The Passover of the Old Testament was a beautiful display of God's mercy being shown to the Israelites. But those sacrifices never resolved the penalty of sin. The sacrifice that resolved sin 
once and for all happened on a day that we call Good Friday. That Good Friday is not Good Friday because all of a sudden, guess what? We have the weekend free. We don't have to worry about going to work. Good Friday refers to the day where we are given the solution for our sins. On that day, when Jesus was nailed to the cross, his body was broken. He was bleeding. There was a crown of thorns on his head. Blood was coming down his face. Blood was coming down the cross. On that day, we found a solution for our sins once and for all. It's the reason that Jesus came to Jerusalem on the week of Passover, so that he could become our Passover, to resolve our sin crisis for all time. For the Bible says in Romans 3, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No, the Passover of the Old Testament only pointed to the answer, but never was a true answer for our lives. Jesus is the answer. Amen? Jesus became the substitute for our sins. I started crying during the one worship song, just thinking about it. And I'm seeing the hilltop and I'm seeing that cross on there. All of a sudden it started overwhelming me, thinking that Jesus took my sins upon his life, just like they used to put on the Old Testament, put the sins on the lamb and they'd slaughter it for their sins. Jesus said, you know what? I'm tired of that. I'm going to resolve it once and for all. God sent his son down to, from heaven to earth, became our sacrifice for one, one for all. And it was my sins that put him on the cross. Have you ever thought about that? It was our sins that put him on the cross. But he was willing to do, be our Passover lamb once and for all. Jesus became the substitute for our sins. He lived a perfect life, a sinless life. And he took the punishment that we deserved. He truly is the Passover lamb. Unlike the Old Testament, where throughout the Old Testament, God would ask the people to provide the sacrifice, find a lamb, find a goat, find a bull. This time, God was the one who provided the sacrifice. He provided his own son. Sorry. And instead of mercy, we now have grace. Instead of mercy where I'm not going to give you the punishment you deserve, guess what I'm going to give you? I'm going to give you grace because I'm going to give you Jesus that you don't deserve. But he's coming from heaven to the earth and I'm going to resolve you of your sin once and for all. Because you know what I want you to do? I don't want you to have to keep carrying your sins. I don't want you to have to keep looking at your sins. I want you to be set free from your sins. I want you to be able to walk away from your sins. I want you to no longer have to focus on your sins. For some of you, we're going to talk about Sunday, the resurrected power of Jesus Christ, where we no longer have to be held to our sins. We have been set free once and for all through the power of Jesus Christ. If we're not set free from our sins, why did Jesus die? Why? Because he wants us to be free from it once and for all. Doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle once in a while, but stop looking there and start looking at Jesus. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It's a gift of God's grace. As followers of Jesus, God sees you through the blood of his Son. And because of that, he, you are righteous in his eyes. Because it's filtered through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's why we will take communion on this Good Friday. We do so in remembering the sacrifice Jesus made to be our Passover lamb for all eternity. I've shared this before. When Jesus died on that cross, 
when we ask for his forgiveness of sins, it's not for our, just our present sins. It's not for just our past sins. It's even for our future sins. It's not that we shouldn't be in continual heart of repentance. But man, once you're walking with Jesus Christ, that power, the power of Christ has the ability to continue to walk with you each and every day of your life. You don't have to fear the sins of the world any longer. You have hope in Jesus Christ. Can we just take a moment and praise God? Can we just take, I just feel like we just need to stand up right now. Can you stand up with me? Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Can you imagine going to a cross? Can you imagine if each and every one of us had to pay for our own sins? In our own strength, God did it for you and for me. He set us free. Yeah. I just want to praise the Lord for a minute. I just want to, can we just get the worship team back up for a second, Brett? Let's just get up, let's just praise the Lord for a minute. And then we're going to take communion here in just a second. But I just feel like we need to praise God. We need to praise God, amen? We need to praise the Lord. We need to worship the Lord. You can take this away because we're going to start praising God. I'm going to do something here that might be uncomfortable for some of you. Can I get you uncomfortable? Okay, thank you for those two people that said yes. Don and Annette, thank you very much. You people don't think I hear, I hear. some of you have been to all different kinds of churches but when David entered the city and was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem it says he started to dance because the presence of God was coming back in he started to dance in fact he was embarrassing his wife because he had taken off his outer cloak and he was down in kind of his, his underwear basically back in those days and he was dancing before the Lord because he was just so excited about the presence of God sometimes I think we're so stuffy that we just can't praise God today I just want to take a moment to praise God I'll lead you if you're comfortable just vocally just start praising the Lord just start thanking Him. I'm going to give you a teaching right now because I just feel like we need to do it. Lord, I thank you right now for your goodness. I thank you for your grace. Raise your voices to the Lord. And Lord God, we thank you that you are forgiveness. That, Lord God, you died on the cross for my sins. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that I no longer have to worry about the weight of sin. But, I, Lord God, I can put my trust in your grace, in your wonderful grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faith. Thank you, Lord God, that you are the resurrected power. Lord God, thank you, Lord God, that when I feel weak, Lord God, you are strong. Lord, we worship you today on this Good Friday. We worship you today and we praise you, Lord God, for all that you are and all that you do. Thank you, God, that my sins are forgiven for all of eternity. They never have brought back upon me. Your grace has set me free. We worship you today, Lord. We thank you, God, for us. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you are here today, 
online or here, and I'm just, that's Good Friday. We're going to take communion today. And one of the last things I want you to do is take communion and not have a relationship with Jesus. The most important thing that you can do today if you don't understand who Jesus Christ is, is to choose to accept his forgiveness, to choose to accept his love, to choose to accept his sacrifice for your sins. It's not hard, it's very simple. It's just saying, Lord, forgive me my sins. Set me free from myself. I want to follow after you. If you're here today with heads bowed for just a moment, eyes closed, and if you're watching this online, I want you to raise your hand real high. If you say, I just need to receive Christ today as my Lord and Savior, I choose to follow Him today. If, you, if that's you today, raise your hand real high before we take communion. I see that hand. Anybody else? Hallelujah, Jesus. I see that hand. For everyone else here, I want to heads bowed, eyes closed for just a moment. If God is challenging you and you know that there are things in your life that just aren't right, I want to take an opportunity just to bring repentance of our heart to the Lord. If you need to repent of something today, I just want you to raise your hands real high. And I just want you to, I just want you to everybody in this room to repeat this prayer. Those who are choosing to accept Christ as the Lord and Savior, those who are just saying, man, Pastor Tom, there's just, there's just things I struggle with. I want to give them at the, I want to lay them at the feet of Jesus. I don't want to struggle with that sin any longer because I know that he died for my sins. I don't want to keep on living that sin when he's already died and paid the price of it. I want to live in resurrection power. And if that's you, just raise your hands real high and repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I choose you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to do what is right. Give me the power of your Holy Spirit. I love you, Lord, with all my heart. In Jesus' name. Everyone said... Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.